0: Thank you. Honorable members, before we proceed, I would like to remind you that the virtual mini plenary is deemed to be in the precinct of the parliament and
1: constitute
0: a meeting of the National Assembly for debating purposes only. In addition, to the rules of the virtual sittings, the rules of the National Assembly, including the rules of of debate apply. Members enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in a sitting of the National Assembly. Members should equally note that anything said in the virtual platform is deemed to have been said to the House and may be ruled upon. All members who have logged in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. This is because the mics are very sensitive and will pick up noise which might disturb the attention of other members. When recognized to speak, please unmute your microphone and connect video, and connect your video. Members may make use of the icons on the bar at the bottom of their screens, which has an option that allows a member to put up his or her hands to raise points of order the Secretariat will assist in alerting the chairperson to members requesting to speak. When using the visual system, members are urged to refrain or desist from unnecessary points of order or interjection. Honorable members, we shall now proceed to the order, which is debate on vote number 20, women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities Adjustments Appropriation Bill. I now recognize the Honorable the Minister in the Presidency for Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities. Honorable Minister.
2: Malibu chairperson.
3: Honorable Chairperson hey, uh, hey. uh, of the Portfolio Committee on women, youth, and persons with disabilities. Mm. Honorable mm. members, ladies <coughs> and gentlemen, it's been uh, a very unique day today. We start by condoling the family of Isita our father, who passed away this morning, that and uh, Room Lange. And again, a uh, the family of Amazizi, the Mandela's for Zinzi were Mandela who passed on last week. I would like to express our heartfelt condolences to the families of the Mlangani and Mandela on the passing of these two giants, black daughter and father. It is an honor To the to this year's budget uh, to this year's uh, budget budget vote speech uh, of our department of women, youth, persons with disabilities. The department is central to our collective objective of inclusive development of our country. We also have an important role in the mainstreaming of gender, youth, and issues affecting persons with disabilities. Our focus continues to be an intersectionally because women, youth, and persons with disabilities continue to face many challenges in our society. Honourable members, we are living in uncertain times. Uh, COVID. Those who lived longer say the last time they ever saw a global pandemic of this nature was in the 20s. Unfortunately, this pandemic uh, called coronavirus colluded here in South Africa with another pandemic of gender-based violence and femicide. So women in my country are confronted with this, and they've got nowhere to run to. COVID-19 pandemic affects the global community. And many people have lives, have lost lives, many hospitals are packed all over the world, including ours. With this regard, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, our government continues to tirelessly implement various measures to save lives and livelihoods from the pandemic. It's not easy. We are concerned that the pandemic of COVID-19 and uh, and the national lockdown had made some people who are not so wise uh, to take advantage on women and children, and take advantage of those they should be loving and taking care of uh, in the lockdown. These women get raped, maimed, killed, on daily basis by the people who should be taking care of them. So while people around the world are facing one uh, challenge of a pandemic, ours are being killed by those who should be taking care of them. Women in this country are saying enough is enough. Our government has also Mm. Adopted progressive interventions back to COVID to um, alleviate the worst social impacts of COVID. And this included, but not limited to, the uh, establishment of homelessness shelters, expansion of uh, provision of psycho-social support services. Uh, measures to ensure support to gender-based violence victims, including a uh, declaration of gender-based violence and femicide-related services as essential uh, service, and uh, strengthening the capacity of the gender-based violence and femicide command center. On our part, The Department of Women, Youth, Persons with Disabilities has contributed to the COVID-19 response with a plan, uh, with a particular focus on mitigating the negative impact of the pandemic on women, youth, and persons with disabilities. The department also has also uh, partnered with the Department of Social Development, with the UNFPA and West Water Aid to ensure menstrual hygiene uh, management is accessible to vulnerable women and girls. Furthermore, the department has been participating actively uh, in government structures to coordinate the response of COVID-19 including the the, key work streams at the National Command Center. This is to ensure that the the, the interventions that are made there are deliberately targeted to these sectors and that these sectors benefit from social and economic relief packages. Working with the department's partners, we will ensure that women in poor communities, have access to free sanitary dignity and products. As as the country uh, continues to battle with this COVID-19 pandemic, we would like to encourage everyone in our country to wear their masks regularly, wash our hands with soap, and sanitize and do our part to observe the social distance. Fellow South Africans, this is what can contribute almost 50% of saving our lives as this pandemic is going on. Fighting on gender-based violence, as I said earlier on, we need everyone we need men and women we need each and every member of the community because women do not abuse themselves women do not kill themselves they only need love and all they know is to give up you will recall that the gender-based violence and femicide national strategic plan was approved by cabinet with uh, uh, the, in, in cabinet in March this year. This plan will build onto the existing structures that are working well at a uh, community level such as the police, victim empowerment program uh, or programs, religious uh, organizations and civil society uh, networks they all say they are ready to work with us. Cabinet has uh, also established an inter-ministerial com- uh, uh, committee, which is chaired by myself, uh, reporting to the president. We work with the Minister of Police, of Public Service, Minister of Social Development and uh, uh, Treasury, to make sure that, and and, and also justice, just to make sure that we make this gender-based violence and femicide history. While government is eager to establish the council, meaning that from cabinet, we are supposed to have an IMC, which we have. The IMC would be incomplete if it does not then form into a council, But when we met the council, the other part of the council would be made by civil society organizations who had requested that maybe we should rather legislate first before we uh, uh, continue with our work. But we are inundated with very highly knowledgeable uh, members of the society are saying while the civil society or some members of the civil society are waiting for a fully fledged council they can work with us to make sure that we do not go wrong so we send a weekly report to the president every week about the happenings and how safe women are in south africa south africa and South Africans are tired of gender-based violence and femicide uh, on daily basis. From individuals to faith uh, organizations as I have said earlier on, all say hands up and we want to be known for the good name of Mandela and the other storytellers rather than be known for this thing that uh, it's a shame to all of us. During this month of August, we will celebrate Women's Month under the theme, Generation Equality, Realizing Women's Rights for an Equal Future. It is an opportunity to reflect on the uh, journey South Africa has traveled in their quest for equal opportunities and total emancipation the department will continue to work with stakeholders including government departments parliament portfolios uh, committees civil societies as i said earlier on and all interest parties so that we will restore the dignity of south africa the department will also work with the department with other departments uh, which were in the interministerial uh, uh, team, uh, to work on another responsibility we've been given by the president. As I said earlier on, we are, because of COVID, having to save lives and livelihoods. So generation equality would also be striving to make sure that women also get livelihoods. So they are also getting empowered. So we are looking forward when women will end exactly what their counterpart earn in government civil servants civil, civil service. But even the private sector take or heed of this call that equality becomes a reality in action. The Department remains committed to implementing its core mandate uh, and and programs. We will continue to address the uh, persistent inequalities facing women and youth and people with disabilities. We recognize the women, youth, persons with disabilities in informal settlements and rural areas uh, that have uh, hardest that have been hardest hit by this COVID-19. In fact, we know now know that we are being taught that we should start thinking of how we leave the new normal. So the new normal must find those in towns and villages able to grapple with this new reality. We are pleased that for the first time, uh, the medium-term strategic uh, framework of the sixth administration includes cross-cutting deliberations, uh, deliverables uh, relating to women, youth, and persons with disabilities. The president ensured that ministerial performance Agreements with, uh, in integrate with relevant targets on women, youth, and 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 people with disability rights. The 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 performance agreements of director generals and other public servants and managers will also align with the same. Thank you very
0: much, Honourable Minister.
3: Well, uh, as you are calling me. I will say once again, we are ready to fight COVID and gender-based violence. And we know that in our lifetime and beyond, we shall conquer. Let Thank you very much. Thank you very time.
0: much. Thank you very much, Honorable Minister. The next speaker is the Honorable C. Daba from the ANC.
3: Thank you. Do. you oh, honorable okay. Thank you very b- much. Oh, God, yeah.
2: I please.
3: Thank you very
2: much. Honourable Minister and Deputy Ministers and other deputy ministers that are present today. Uh honorable members. And House Chair, that before we started our debate, we have seen uh, that about uh, South Africa, by Mugele it debates here and uh, they have raised issues, Abanyama members, that uh, there's a problem with a uh, uh, payment, and uh, unemployment fund.
0: Ona Daba. Ona Daba. I'm muted. muted. <laughs> yes, you
2: are audible now. Oh, it's
0: in
2: Thank you
0: very much. Eh, eh, eh,
2: How's Chair. And uh, what I was saying is that before we started our debate, there were issues of uh, the Department of Labor not being able to pay other people. So what we have agreed myself, the minister and the DM uh, will so we promise that we'll take the matter uh, up and uh, see to each that our people are being attended to with the Department of Labor. Um, the ANC government continues to intensify its actions towards attaining transformation and equality for women in all spheres of society. The ANC remains adamant in addressing the root causes of social economic challenges that affect women, youth, and persons with disabilities. We continue to build society that is inclusive of all South Africans. The ANC government will never be silent on gender-based violence and femicide. Violence against children, the elderly, persons with disability, and LGBTQIA community. Government is determined in changing all forms of violence against vulnerable groups arising from antisocial beliefs. The, The government continues to review legislations and amend laws to assure that are stringent bail conditions for sex offenders and perpetrators of gender-based violence. The Portfolio Committee on Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities considered the current strategic plan, annual performance plan, and budget of the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities, as well as that of Commission for, Gen- for, for Gender Equality and the NYGA N- agents. When considering these budgets and plans, it is important to reflect on the current global context, especially as it related to the coronavirus, uh, uh, COVID-19. President Ramaphosa said that this coronavirus is taking a heavy toll, not only on the health of our people, but also on our people's ability to earn a living, to feed themselves and their families to learn and develop, and to enjoy many of basic freedoms that we we daily take for granted. The social and economic fallout uh, for women, youth, and people with disabilities has been significant. South Africa has seen a rise in gender-based violence and femicide and unemployment. Over and above, these changes, challenges, issues related to mental health, Specifically, depression and and, and anxiety have been raised as a growing concern for South Africans. This appears to be a global trend. With this in mind, now more than ever, (coughs) the department must ensure that their programs and associated budget protects its citizens. This includes addressing issues concerning women in prison, especially those living with young children. House Chair, uh, the mandate of the department is to provide strategic leadership, coordination, and oversight to government departments and and, and and the country in mainstreaming, mainstreaming empowerment programs uh, on women, youth, and persons with disabilities. According to estimates of national expenditure for 2020, the department's purpose is to lead, coordinate, and oversee the transformation <coughs> agenda for the social economic empowerment, rights and equal treatment of women, youth, and persons with disabilities. While this function is understood, the department's role needs to expand beyond advocacy in order to adequately address the needs of the socially vulnerable. House chairperson, the department has a very important role to play as it focuses on women, youth, and persons with disabilities together making up the largest proportion of the population in the country. These groups are not homogeneous and are inclusive of children. There is the girl child, children with the youth, youth category, and children with disabilities. The department indicated in its strategic plan that it would be collaborating with its key strategic partner, the Department of Planning and Monitoring, and National Treasury to implement the framework for gender-responsive planning budgeting. Monitoring, evaluation, and auditing. The aim of the framework, which was approved by Cabinet in 2019, is to ensure a more sustainable, comprehensive, and multi-sectoral approach to gender mainstreaming within the country's planning, monitoring, and evaluation. And public financing systems. Once the intention of this framework is commendable, it has yet to be tabled and referred to the committee for consideration. Moreover, given the expanded mandate of the department, the fo- uh, the, of the department, the focus cannot, cannot, and should not only be on gender responsive budgeting at the expense of youth and disability mainstreaming. Notwithstanding this, the department receives one of the operational smallest budgets. The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic has illustrated the importance of a need for a more comprehensive approach to dealing with the most vulnerable in the country. The department of women, youth and persons with disabilities, has a responsibility to mainstream gender, youth and disability. That extends to the whole of government. Parliament too has a key responsibility to ensure that mainstreaming is undertaken as a comp- comprehensive manner. Last month, during Youth Month, the country had seen a significant number of brutal killings of young women. At Atisha Corti and her daughter Rain. Naledi Pangindao was hacked to death with an axe, and Pule and her unknown and born baby were stepped and hung from a tree.
0: Thank you very much, honorable member. Ah, just
2: seven minutes.
0: Thank you very much, honorable member. Ah, it's (laughs) the (laughs) name is Manibongwe.
4: Manibongwe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, Malibongue,
0: <laughs> Malbongue yeah, um, uh, <laughs> must not be
2: tolerated. Defections of Another
0: the other
5: from, from the, <laughs> <to> the <laughs> GA. You
2: didn't say Malbonga to the minister here. Yeah.
5: Thank you, honorable people. I Malibongwe, si. Minister Malibongwe.
4: Malibongwe. Malibongwe. Malibongwe Minister Malibongwe
0: members
5: Thank you Honorable chairperson when looking at the NYDA you see exactly why the ANC government can never empower young people you see chairperson the NYDA represents exactly the ANC way in confronting the dire challenges facing our society. It is a bloated bureaucracy run by ANC youth leaders instilled as arbiters of patronage. The only difference with the NYDA of today is that it is less wasteful bloated entity when compared to most government departments and the Skotanes of the NYDA of the past. And whilst it should be acknowledged for succeeding in cleaning up its act, the NYDA continues to leave women, youth, and people with disabilities in rural areas behind. Looking at the budget adjustment of the NYDA, it is most concerning to see the Program 2, which deals with job opportunities for young people, has seen a reduction of over 16 million rand. This is a devastating blow for young people across the country. The International Labour Organization tells us that even before COVID-19, young people were already three times more likely to be unemployed. Young people working in informal sectors find themselves in precarious conditions, trying to fight off moderate to extreme levels of poverty at the home. The NYDA has failed to address this in their budget. This has shown how out of touch Minister Mashabane is with the issues of our country and indeed the issues facing young people. Minister Mashabane, you you should know that you have failed to provide leadership to the NYDA the very same way you have failed to exercise leadership in your own department. If indeed the minister cared about young people, she would have called out the minister of finance on his failure to mention anything significant on young people in his medium-term budget policy statement. Minister Mashabane is in an entanglement with being unresponsive. When we look and go back to the NYDA, it is clear that it still does not have adequate plan to reach young people in rural areas. It is still unclear how its core mandate of funding entrepreneurs, supporting youth businesses, providing bursaries and skills training for young people in rural areas is being achieved. It was not long ago when the DA raised the fact that the board chairperson and CEO have personal drivers that drive them around. Imagine the nerve of being celebrities with taxpayers' money. The NYDA's focus should be on funding entrepreneurs, job creation, and business development, supporting and providing bursaries to young people. It cannot be that there is less for our people and more to be consumed by the entity itself. As the NYDA board interviews loom, I want to make it very clear that the DA, together with the DA youth, will stand against the further politicization of the NYDA. We did this during the shortlisting process, and we will do it again during the interviews. The NYDA cannot be a graduation school for ANC cadres. Young people in South Africa also deserve a chance. We reject this budget. Thank you very much, Chairperson.
0: Oh, thank you, Honorable Mpeche. The next speaker is uh, from the EFF, Honorable Primrose Swanti.
4: Uh Thank you, Chepesin. Uh, Chaperson, it saddens me that I must stand here and say what my comrades have said numerous times in this platform. This is particularly painful because we now vote for an adjusted budget that is brought about as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Many people have lost their jobs. Many women are at home with their abusive partners or with their drug addicted sons who have been failed by society. The greatest burden of poverty lies on the shoulders of women and it is the very same women who have been particularly ignored by not only the department but by society as the whole. repeatedly we have stood up here as the eff to hammer home the point that a truly caring government a truly people-centered government will be the one that places the interest of the most vulnerable people at the most important of its programs. Here we are today, once again rejecting rejecting a budget vote for a department that woefully out of touch with the relatives of the most marginalised and the most brutalised. And there are women, youth, and people living with disabilities. There is nothing of substance from this department that seeks to address the continuing marginalization and exploitation of persons living with disabilities in this country. You have been blind uh, to their suffering honorable, and deaf to their cries for a very long time.
0: Honorable can I can I come in just for a second? Uh, Just be careful that as you go on with your speech, I'll give you some more time. Uh, We call them persons with disabilities rather than living with. So just check that one, please. Thank you very much. You can go ahead.
4: Thank you, Chairperson. The frustration brought by the COVID-19 pandemic is surely going to make matters worse for them. The unemployment, the difficulty with movement, the physiological trauma and the shortage of support services from government will make the lives of people, a person live with disability difficult. At least 7.5% of the people of the country are living with one kind of disability or another. The disability is more prevalent among females compared to males with 8.3% of females living with disabilities compared to 65 of males. We also know that the older people get the more vulnerable, they become to disabilities. More than half 53% of persons age 65 plus are living with disabilities. We cite these statistics to show you that we have a vast majority of our people who face daily struggles, not catered for in this department's operational plans. They have been silenced in society, and now they have been silenced by the government. Persons mm-hmm. who live with uh, disabilities continue to face numerous barriers to their full Inclusion and participation in the life of their communities. They have disproportionate levels of poverty, lack of access to education, health services, employment, and they are under representation in decision making and political participation compared to their able bodies, body counterparts. This adjusted budget budget does not take this into account. We need more focused intervention to protect people who live with disabilities and promote their social and economic interests. We actually need to ensure that all government buildings and facilities such as police stations, hospitals, clinics, schools and universities are accessible to the people with disabilities. Improve healthcare coverage and affordability for persons with disabilities as part of universal approaches to healthcare. Train healthcare personnel on disability inclusion and improve service delivery for persons with disabilities. Empower persons with disabilities to take control over their own healthcare decisions on the basis of informed consent. Prohibit discriminatory practices in health insurance and promote health insurance coverage for accessible, diverse, and rehabilitation services. We reject this budget. Thank you, Chairperson.
2: Thank you
3: Amanda
6: <inaudible> Bless,
7: Baptist, <inaudible> no, Chair, I'm, I'm waiting <inaudible> <inaudible>
8: <laughs> <laughs> Honorable
2: crim
0: <laughs> roses through. Let's give it to Honorable Mumalo now. Honorable Mumalo.
7: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, stalo. Stalo. yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: <laughs> Thank you very much, uh Chair Pestin. Uh, Honourable members and South Africans that are listening virtually to this debate, uh, I want to quote the words of the president of the country, President Ramaphosa, when he says, we find ourselves in the midst of not one, but two very devastating epidemics, namely, which is the COVID-19 pandemic and also that of gender-based violence. Now, Jay, in managing the economic consequences of COVID-19, we must, above all, need to ensure that the state's response to the epidemic of gender-based violence and femicide is not undermined at this, uh, this junction. Honourable members, on the consideration of the budgetary adjustments relating to this vote, the IP recognizes that COVID-19 has placed an immense constraint on our public resources and we, in general, support the budgetary adjustment. However, Chair, you need to note that we need to ensure that in, that every precaution needs to be taken to limit the waste and the accountability that is enforced in this department. We have seen in the past how the Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities have failed to spend its budget on key programs and has been slow filling of in the in the slow filling of its vacancies. In the midst of the fight against COVID nineteen. Uh, pandemic, the stakes are simply too high to allow these important objectives to be undermined by poor performance by the department. On consideration of the budgetary adjustment, the IFP is, however, concerned about the impact of the repartorization of funds of awareness raising about the department's core programs, especially in reaching the vulnerable communities that lack access, access to digital technology. One of the key interventions in terms of the recently published National Strategic Plan on Gender-Based Violence and Femicide involves, open quote, eliminating the impact of the economic drivers of gender-based violence and all women, close quote. One of the means of identifying to do this is to raise the awareness of women underpaid labor and initiate, initiate interventions. The department has to take the lead in this uh, honorable minister. This this important objective, however, cannot simply be under, undermined in the co- in the face of COVID-19. We support the portfolio committee of women, uh, youth and persons with disability recommendation that the department should develop a strate- strategy on how to reach these vulnerable sections of, of the population, living particularly in rural places and areas and communicating languages used this in in such areas in conclusion in light of the latest surge of the horrendous gender-based violence cases in the country the ip believes that the supplementary budget should have reflected the state's commitment to fighting gender-based violence and femicide now more than ever there is also an urgent need to establish the national council of gender-based violence and femicide in south africa the IFP remains committed to monitoring developments in this regard carefully and will not be a, pass, a passive by, bystander in the fight against this pandemic of gender-based violence and femicide that is raging in our beautiful country. But the IFP, Chair, like I've said, I, does support uh, this budget. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you, Honorable. Thank you,
8: Honorable.
4: Tell us, tell us. Sing a moment. I'm only
0: changing us
9: now. Waiting for the colleagues to finish. Thank you, Chairperson. In a psalm eleven. In a society where every department Honourable and private Khalif, form the duty. Chairperson, can you hear me? I
0: can I can hear you, but I will request members to please mute their mics, Otherwise, they are disturbing the flow of the debate. We can go ahead and I'll remember.
9: Thank you, Chairperson. Should I start from from the beginning, or can I?
0: continue Yes, yes, we can. Yes,
9: we can. Thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Voor zeer een samenleving waarin werkelijk gelijke gelieden dienen in gelijke diers, zal hier die departement niet nodig wees, niet. In a, in a society where every department and private business have performed their due diligence and ensured true empowerment through training and development of women, youth and persons with disabilities, this department would be excessive. And this should be the dream. This must be our goal. But alas, on 2020. violence The National Youth Development Agency makes still real the youth. And ons here, steeds as hulle is. This department's budget has decreased, while the pressure to perform its mandate during this pandemic has increased. I do not know how this department, even with adjusted targets and reprioritized funds, will be able to scale this mountain before it. Furthermore, if there is no political will to do anything, nothing will happen once more. Voorzitter, is genoem and bespreken. Die president het het zelfs prioriteit geclassificeerd. Daar is miljarder aan daarvoor begroot en menige komitees samengestel. Maar tien maanden later en daar is steeds niks daarvoor te wees nie. Met hierdie en agenome wil ek graag op een ander prioriteitsarea van die departement focus wat ook min tot geen aandag geniet tenzij dit is om teken aan te aandhaal. Daar word nog steeds ganstemind gedoen wanneer ons praat van personen met gestreemdhede en om hulle ware landsburgers van Suid-Afrika te maak en in die samenleving te betrek. My bekommernis is, is dat met de verdere 27 miljoenrandse besnoeiing van die departementse begroting, personen met gestreemdhede weer eens aan die kortste toukie gaan traak. Alhoewel die departement van basiese onderwijs in 2015 reeds gebarentaal als die eerste taalvak goedgekeer het en in 2018 het die eerste matriks uh, The settlement in March of this year that compels government to publish all textbooks of all subjects for all learners in Braille is a step in the right direction and should be commended. A lot has also been said about sign language being acknowledged as South Africa's 12th language and many do recognize it as that. But since the official request by the South African National Deaf Association to Parliament regarding the official inclusion of sign language as our 12th official language, and this in 2016 already, we have done nothing but virtue signaling to this request. We are the elected by the people. To not heed this call of the estimated 4 million deaf people in South Africa would be an injustice. And I beg my fellow members of the sixth parliament, let us be the parliament to add a twelfth official language. Forzitter, the Minister van Arbeid will meet zijn nieuwe billike and dienstnemingswetgeving niewe sector-specifieke tykens met ander woorde quotas vir persone met gestreemdhede en vrouwens doorstel. These quotas are however only cosmetic in nature and do not promote an equal opportunity society. And the Minister moet vir my beantwoord En hoeveel staatsdepartementkantore waard die huis bakke? In hoeveel staatsdepartementkantore staatsdepartement, is daar veiligheids en ander nodige maatregels vir persone met gestreemd En hoe dink ons gaan ons persone met niet nie verder uitsluit en als tweede rangse burgers laat voel, as ons nie eers aan hulle basisse behoeftes kan voldoen nie? But us, the boss is The time has come that this department stops root issues in Elmut open after a stein build that will offer to Thank you very and much. Thank, much. Ha- Thank you, you. Honorable where, where Listen, where were? Yeah. Thank
0: you, Honorable member. uh, Honorable Members, please behave. Please behave. Uh, We now call upon the the Deputy Minister in the presidency for women, youth, and persons with disabilities.
6: Uh, Honorable Chairperson. uh, Honorable Chairperson, uh, I I cannot uh, start my Um, own
0: video. I don't know whether I'm audible. You are very much audible, honorable member. You can just go ahead. Just a picture we, we can't see. Just a picture we can't see you, but you are audible enough.
6: Yeah, it says the host has asked you to start the your video. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, uh,
6: thank you very much, honorable Honourable
0: chairperson.
6: Honourable.
0: I would like two of them. Honorable. Honorable members. Honourable members, I have requested the deputy minister to take the podium, not any other person, please.
1: Now yeah, we can see
0: professor. Now we can see professor on the video. She can oh. go ahead.
6: Thank you very much, honourable chairperson. I would like to observe protocol and uh, just as an opening statement to say, my budget vote address today is certainly delivered amidst a devastating outbreak that its impact will be felt for a long time to come, particularly by women, youth, persons with disabilities, and the LGBTQIA community as they continue to be the most disadvantaged in our society. These are unprecedented times, honorable members, not only for South Africa, but for a global community. This pandemic has laid bare the deep rooted fault lines of inequality that are entrenched in our society, not just from 1994, but the ones that are embedded in the history of mankind and institutionalized in our case and legalized during the colonial and apartheid eras. Inequalities, discrimination, prejudice, Bicotry, sexism, and homophobia have a long history, which manifests in patriarchal toxic and harmful practices and negatively impact the most vulnerable sectors of our society. I think in the context of this, it becomes the fundamental line of understanding the problems of gender-based violence, discrimination, and all the problems. Honorable chairperson, as a consequence of this unprecedented period, the department has adjusted its budget and targets in contributing to government's response to addressing the pandemic. We're still a government that cares, that is committed to uplifting the most vulnerable. The department continues to do work towards ensuring that women, youth, and persons with disability are placed at the center of development programs. Our response to inequality is premised on programs being inclusive, geared towards rectifying imbalances of the past and closing gaps in representation and participation. We continue to endeavor for dismantling stereotypes and misogynistic agendas and unpacking structural drivers of inequality. We strive to break heteronormative and patriarchal systems that benefit conformity and a select group of privileged individuals. Honorable members will recall that in my budget vote address in 2019, I spoke at length about the priority focus on economic empowerment and programs initiated for women, youth and persons with disability. I wish to add that economic justice and rights continue to remain a top priority for the department and the country as a whole. Towards this, we need to optimize the economic zones interventions, in particular, how we tap into multinational initiatives and ensure that they empower local people, especially young people in our country, youth, women, and persons with disability are all under one roof in the department. And this presents immense opportunities and inherent potential. Therefore, we must encourage strong leadership to ensure that governments adjusted economic packages and interventions are optimized to turn the tide around for women, youth, and persons with disability. We need activists and strong leaders from these sectors, especially young activists will be prepared to stand up and be counted. They must be able to unpack how the economic recovery program of tomorrow addresses the need of these sectors in an inclusive way while remaining cognizant that many industries are and will be facing their most devastating times uh, to come. The theme for the youth month In June this year was on youth power. Youth power must be harnessed now so that there are the emerging leaders within the various communities. We're encouraging young people, including young people with disabilities and those within the LGBTQI plus communities, to take up the currents of leadership and utilize this power they have to be the spark that it that ignites the change we're striving for. Honorable Chairperson, in line with government strategy of implementing the district development model, we are convinced that interventions and implementation targets at a district and local level provides opportunities to address specific issues pertaining to specific sectors at these levels. That strong leadership, I will emphasize that throughout, by women, youth, persons with disabilities, and, this, and the LGBTQIA plus sector in these districts and local levels is, is, is paramount, so that they grasp, the power inherent in them to engage in economic opportunities, to change patriarchal societal norms and values are not undermined. The strengthening of the national gender machinery, the youth machinery, and the disability machinery can only be embarked upon through the district model, where structures can be set up at district ward and community level to address inequalities from the ground up to tackle gender-based violence and femicide unemployment by the people, led by the people. The district model must also be used to address issues concerning the systematic injustice, discrimination, exclusion, and hate crimes that have characterized our society. This year, UN Women uh, is leading a global campaign called Generational Equality with concerted focus on addressing issues through action coalition led by select world leaders so that globally we are able to attain gender equality by 2030. His Excellency President Cyril Ramaphosa has been given the honorable task of championing the Action Coalition globally on economic justice and rights. This meshes very well with His Excellency's Chairship of the African Union this year, where the president is also focused on African women's economic advancement on the continent, declaring the next 10 years, the decade of financial inclusion. All of this interfaces and intersect our strong focus on women's economic justice and rights within the social relief and economic package. South Africa, like the rest of the global community, more than ever today need young leaders who are committed. Honorable Chairperson, the country continues to be ravaged by the sketch of gender-based violence. Government is concerned that despite various instruments and undertakings, also persons with disabilities continue to be marginalized. We need platforms to provi- that provide opportunities for all spheres of government and civil society to plan collectively. As legislators, we have a huge responsibility to ensure that we take this struggle beyond words, but our people begin to see the impact of our commitments. Now, more than ever before, the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disability must establish itself as a center of government department committed to mainstreaming programs that respond appropriately, effectively to the challenges facing women, youth, persons with disability and the LGBTQI plus sector, Malibong.
0: Thank you very much, Honorable Deputy Minister. We we now call upon from the ACDP the Honorable M.E. Sukers. Honorable Chairperson,
10: In considering this budget vote today, the ACDP wishes to recognize and thank the courageous women, youth and persons living with disabilities who serve at the front line of our essential services, our doctors, nurses, teachers, carers, cleaners, many of whom are single mothers who need strong support networks and enhanced psychosocial support. Chair, the ACDP notes the overall decrease of 133, 253 million to the overall budget of the department. $107.3 million is related to the budgets of the Commission for Gender Equality and the national development of youth. The ACDP wishes to focus, however, not only on the impact of these in- adjustments, but on the efficacy of the role of the department to address the prevailing conditions and root causes of GBV and increase poverty that leaves women and the children they raise vulnerable to exploitation and abuse. Our appeal today is for the minister and the department to recognize the role of homelessness and the breakdown of the family unit in perpetuating gender-based violence, economic vulnerability, and poverty. Homelessness forces women to return to unsafe environments because she has nowhere else to go, and this puts herself and the children at risk. There is a dire lack of long-term shelters for women that will allow her to take her and the children out of abusive situations and to participate in upliftment programs. During this lockdown, economic hardship on single mothers has contributed significantly to the economic vulnerability of youth and women who have been affected by late UIF payments or not paid at all. The economic hardship of women keeps her and the children in a systemic cycle of dependency and therefore vulnerability. This dependency mostly on an abuser. The impact of sexual abuse on young boys is a contributor to producing angry men who then perpetuate violent acts, but this has not been addressed, even though this department is meant to play a critical role in championing the wellness of women, youth and people living with disabilities. It is today that we need to stop the silence of sexual abuse on young boys, and we need to investigate the role of that on the violent crimes that are increasing within our communities. The downward adjustment of the budget means greater emphasis must be placed by the Department on championing the cause of women, children, and people living with disabilities, especially in these areas that can be considered as root causes for the violence that we are suffering in our communities this department through advocacy and the efficient effective and economic use of its limited resources should champion that cause continued failure to do so means failing our women children and people living with disabilities i thank you
0: thank you very much thank you very much honorable Sukhas. uh the next speaker is the honorable makau but I will also hand over to the Honorable Luciso Machubella Masele Espepeze. Am, am I audible? Okay, thank you very much. Honorable Mahau.
6: Oh, thank you very much, chepese Honorable Minister, This pandemic COVID-19 has shown us that we are still far away in terms of addressing the imbalances of the past. You know, the hospitals are full, not necessarily with COVID-19 patients, but with women who have got depression because they are unable to feed their families that they are sitting with during this pandemic period. The unemployment rate of the youth has shown itself during this uh, time of pandemic pandemic so what we are saying is that the earlier the better that this department do a review of all the policies because apparently it is clear that there are some policies that are very inhuman especially at workplace because what we have experienced is that some of domestic workers were receiving no work, no 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 pay, which means it is unfair labor practice, which means that this department has to make a point that there are some inhuman policies that are reviewed and some laws that are monitored by this department. For example, your Employment Equity Act. There are some departments or some private sectors that are not implementing the Employment Equity Act, especially that affects women. What we are recommending as ATM Honorable Minister is that on job creation, make it a point that all the department cutting across, because we know that it is not your responsibility to, to create jobs. It, it, jobs are created in different departments. So we have to make a point that the policies Are in place that addresses the employment of women, the youth, and persons with disabilities. I have already mentioned the use of the the, the matter of the amendment of policies in the workplace, which is very critical. The creation of a victim centric system that protects women, especially in rural areas, and the introduction of justice based capital punishment for repeat offenders in crimes such as murders and rape we are saying enough is enough. What we are saying, uh, honorable minister, on gender-based violence is that, let us make the point that the resolutions which were taken in the summit in November 2018 are implemented as such, because the rise of this gender-based violence doesn't show any type of improvement in terms of implementing those resolutions. So again, what you are saying the issue of putting south africa first if we can ring fence the micro of this country for south african first we cannot experience this high rate, high rate of unemployment in our youth so we are saying it is time to introduce a skill-based education system that allows the youth to make an impact in our socioeconomic and also bring about a better life for all we cannot say this enough, Minister, that is, let us prioritize and put South Africa first before issuing work permits to
11: foreigners. I'm not... Honourable Mahawu, your time has expired. Thank you. I support Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you, Honourable Mahawu. I will now recognize the Honourable August.
12: Honourable Chairperson. South Africa is in crisis because the safety nets for our most vulnerable citizens—women, children, and the people with disabilities—are in tatters. We need more than the budget of a single department if we to extend the umbrella of safety, equality, and care to shelter these citizens. We need the whole of government and the whole of society to roll up their sleeves and get involved today. I'd like to focus on discrimination against the disabled community. It is a community that continues to feel isolated, lives in perpetual poverty, and suffers the psychological scars of being regarded as pitiful or charity cases. Education and, and, and employment are at the center of what is needed to uplift, develop, and make progress within the disabled community. We know that we talk about it, but we actually need to do something about it. People with disabilities still struggle to be employed due to discrimination and stigma, therefore making them dependent on social grants to sustain their livelihoods. This is evident in national, provincial and local government departments, who still fail to meet targets of employing people with disabilities. Departments should not only meet their targets, But exceed them. The money we have to support the causes of women, children, and people with disabilities must narrow the gaps between haves and have nots, including between abled and disabled communities. The budget must address accessibility to enable people with disabilities to participate in all aspects of life. People with disabilities need access to information, which includes the use of internet and ICTs at the cost to the taxpayer. They need access to public transport and buildings. They need access to subsidized homes that consider their needs. The health system must be more accommodating to the disabled. Medical staff need to undergo training on dealing with the disabled physically and emotionally. Persons with disabilities are vulnerable to neglect, abuse, and exploitation. They often find it difficult to access the criminal justice system. I are have, have far too many cases where disabled victim or witness is not deemed credible due to the fact that they are disabled. Lastly, disabled children and adults deserve equal access to educational opportunities. There are approximately 500,000 children with disabilities of school going age who are out of school. Children in special schools receive an inferior edu- education and the accessibility of mainstream schools to children with disabilities needs urgent attention. Honorable Chair, it is time to fix our society needs and address the dignity and humanity of disabled people. I thank you.
11: Uh, thank you, Honorable August. I now recognize the Honorable S. Morbo.
1: Thank you, Chair The Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities has failed dismally. This department is supposed to be playing a key role in protecting the vulnerable groups in our society and improving their lives. Yet, it has failed at every time. Today, we still see the increasing levels of gender-based violence and femicide in our country. We still see thousands and thousands of young people who are unemployed who have brilliant business ideas, but are not able to access government funding, which will help them get those businesses off the ground. Today, we still see the exclusion and neglect of persons with disabilities. The question then is, what is the Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities doing to turn this situation around? The answer to this question is simple, nothing. The Department has shown that it is not a caring one by failing to prioritize the disability rights bill which persons with disabilities in this country have long been calling for. Instead of taking appropriate measures to advocate for and monitor the implementation or the inclusion of persons with disabilities, the Department has decided to remove a target from Program 4 which deals with the rights of persons with disabilities. It has also cut 5.2 million rand from Program 4, which was meant to help strengthen disability machinery. This clearly shows that the department has scanty prioritization and lacks a proper plan to address the concerns that have been raised by persons with disabilities. This is deeply concerning given the fact that people with disabilities in our country still face exclusion and discrimination. According to a research brief on equality and disabilities in South Africa, done by the South African Human Rights Commission, it was estimated that 8 in 10 persons with disabilities are unemployed. It's further noted that persons with disabilities in South Africa still face discrimination in various social, and economic spheres, including in education and economy. Why hasn't Minister Maite Nguana Mashabani taken necessary steps to deal with the challenges facing persons with disabilities and making sure that Head Department's annual performance plan and its targets are smart enough to alleviate these challenges? Why is the Minister not doing anything when Head Department fails to do the one thing that it was established and that is advocating for the improvement of the lives of women, youth, and persons with disabilities. Now is the time for the minister and head department to rise to the occasion and start listening and responding to the concerns of women, youth, and persons with disabilities. As the DA, we will continue to exercise artful oversight over the department to ensure that it plays its part in improving the lives of women, youth, and persons with disabilities. Chairperson, we reject the project. I thank you.
11: Thank you, Honorable uh, Ngobo. I now Uh, recognize the
13: Honorable A.S.
11: Shongo.
14: Thank you very much, House Chair, Minister and Deputy Minister of Mm. the Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities. Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, Honourable Nabanube, Honorable Members, Fellow South Africans, good afternoon. Our country's success depends on how it invests in its youth. It is therefore of utmost importance to enhance and incorporate young people's creativity and energy in our country's growth. The ANC believes in the young people of this country to be a motive force for the country's social economic growth. This relates to young people having and gaining access to social and economic opportunities, more employment opportunities adequate access to education, and significantly so, engendering activism related to issues of development and creating more spaces for young people to realize their utmost potential. As a country, we should always and constantly protect and advance the rights of persons with disabilities in our democracy, not merely as a matter of social grants, but to recognize their rights to dignity and development and recognizing their contribution to the welfare of our country. Honorable House Chairperson, Young people in South Africa face numerous challenges from the devastating unemployment that has significantly increased during the COVID-19 pandemic. Violence and substance abuse, the prevalence of HIV and AIDS, gender-based violence and femicide, and mental health issues such as depression. Most issues facing young people are implications of social economic conditions that young people face today. It is unavoidable that the adjustment budget cut will have negative implications on the certain programs and activities directed at upskilling and developing young people. However, this is only temporarily due to COVID 19. We remain resolute as the ANC led government at ending the conditions that young people in our country find themselves in. The government continues to implement interventions, policy priorities that promote development and growth and create more opportunities for young people such as early childhood development and basic education. Honorable members, the National Youth Development Agency remains an agency for change that benefits young people. The agency continues to provide training for young entrepreneurs even during the pandemic and continues to implement 1,000 businesses in 100 days campaign. It continues to assist young people to claim UIF benefits and gain access to the COVID-19 Relief Fund. It continues to subsidize young entrepreneurs Whose businesses have negatively been in, impacted by COVID 19 through the Youth Micro Enterprise Relief Fund. House Chair, the agency also increased targets that assist young entrepreneurs to access both financial and non financial business development support. Honorable members, the ANC is committed to make this country work for young people and continue to create pathways for our youth into the economy. Young entrepreneurs contribute immensely into the economy through job creations. COVID-19 has demonstrated the significant importance of technology and immensely reshaped the future of work in our country. It has provided more reasons to invest in cutting-edge solutions and to increase spending on innovation and to reduce the cost of data. Affordable data allows young people the opportunity to have information. And that is why the ANC-led government has created spaces and areas that are data-free. Although COVID-19 might have caused the ANC-led government to alter its plans, however, our commitment remains unshaken. As the ANC, we support the budget. I thank you very much.
1: Malibu. 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 Malibu,
11: Thank you,
4: Honorable the
11: Order, Honorable Members. I now recognize the Honorable Member from PAC. I will move
13: over to a Honorable Member from COPE. I now
11: recognize the Honorable A. M. Sheik Imam.
15: Thank you. Thank, you, uh, thank you, House Chair, and thank you for that presentation by the different members of parliament and the minister and the team. Uh, let me just start off by saying, you know, as the NFP, we do not believe one's, uh, you know size fits all. The problem of gender-based violence and things in the country is a deep-rooted problem and I think we need to get to the root causes of those problems uh, as to what is causing it because we must be mindful of one thing chairperson that every criminal every perpetrator of this gender-based violence is somebody's son so the question we need to ask is where did it go wrong when did it go wrong how did it go wrong and why did it go wrong so we need to deal with the socioeconomic conditions the problems that uh, that has caused or is the root cause of why people become these perpetrators of violence against women and children. Now, the other issue is we want to bring to your attention is, you know, if you look at what has happened and and what the statement by the girl, a 20-year-old girl from Bitbank, who was set alight with paraffin by her boyfriend and appeared in court. Fortunately, the court did not give him bail. But what does she say? She says she has so little faith in the justice system in the country. She's not expecting to get out. I'll add to that, Honorable Chairperson, is somebody in national government in one of the departments complained to me late last night about how a child in the northwest province has a problem. The police is not able to help. She's been threatened after being sexually had a right violated, appeared in court and how she's being threatened. So the problem is... You know, on paper, Chip, right now, in the Western Cape alone, it is such an effort for them to go and take statements and deal with the matters. So I think the problem is, bigger. and I want to also say this, it's not just the women that are being
13: abused, it's not only the boys.
15: also the elderly and the aged. I gonna mean, the very uh, powerful woman leader from the National Freedom Party, Zalele Kaumagwazam Sibi. What was she expected to do a few weeks ago? No mask, no social distancing, put among so many people, men using her for their own interest and their benefit, putting the woman at risk, knowing very well that she's not well. Let me also add in the Western Cape chairperson, 52% is the population of women. Only six percent hold managerial positions in the Western Cape. These are matters I think that we need to to actually address and deal with because women are still being marginalized, women are still regarded as second- class citizens in South Africa. And remember chairperson, it's easy for us all to come out and say that you know this department is not doing that that but we as men, need to get this ball rolling. We need to play a pivotal role in making sure that our women and children and the elderly are safe in this country. The National Freedom Party supports this adjustment budget. It's the only thing to do and it's the right thing to do because that is what is going to take us forward in protecting our women and children. And I want to lastly say, Chair, the youth of today, there is a serious problem with substance abuse. And that is another matter, particularly with alcohol. And I'm uh, glad that we've had a presentation on that and I'm calling on the department to deal with that matter as well. Thank you very much. The National Freedom Party supports this adjustment budget.
11: Thank you.
13: Thank you, Honorable Sheikh Sheikh
16: Imam.
11: I now recognize the Honorable N.K. Sharif
16: of the Democratic Alliance. Thank you very much, House Chairperson. Let me start by saying, you're absolutely right, Deputy Minister we are indeed lacking in strong leadership. If you tuned into this debate to get interventions by the minister, you, like me, will remain disappointed. They're busy talking about what the UN is doing, but they're just busy doing nothing. Sending weekly reports to the president, but no interventions on the ground. Minister, you say that you work with other ministers, like the minister of police, But there are still no rape kits at police stations. So what exactly are you people doing at the Interministerial Committee? The DA rejects this budget. One of the reasons is the reduction of 10 million from the CGE. This is a good indicator of how important women are to this ANC government. Taking the budget directly away from institutions that are already underfunded, and are at the forefront of fighting GBVF, is what the ANC seems to be good at. The department would rather spend 93.3 million on staff and administration, but then take two years to develop the NSP. House Chairperson, the DA not only rejects this budget, but we reject the entire department. Honorable Ndaba, you spoke on the mandate of the department. Let's be honest, it's just embarrassing. The argument that the department's main focus is on advocacy, oversight, and to coordinate government's response just doesn't cut it anymore. Minister Mashabane, as the political principle of this department, it falls to your office to change the mandate and the culture of the department and ensure that it moves towards directly changing the social fabric and the lack of opportunities we have in this country. Deputy Minister, you spoke about patriarchy, but you conveniently failed to mention how the government you are part of perpetuates the very same patriarchy. Minister Mashabane and Deputy Minister Mkise, you have a direct seat at the table. You lead the Interministerial Committee and you sit at cabinet meetings. It is in this government and in these spaces that patriarchy is alive and well. So before you address us again about patriarchy, start by acknowledging how your government has and will continue to institutionalize it. This department is just a mouthpiece for government and does nothing to make our lives safer and fails to ensure an environment for opportunities and empowerment. It does nothing for the women in this country. I thank you.
11: Thank you, Honorable Sharif. Thank you. I now uh, recognize the Honorable B Maluleke. Uh, may I also indicate, Honorable Maluleke, that you have been added one minute from the savings of uh, speakers from your party. Eh,
2: Honourable Maluleka, you may take the platform.
8: Honourable members, good afternoon. Today we are here debating budget for the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disability. Honourable Chair, many women in our country suffer gravely at the hands of men. Patriarchal oppression is deeply embedded in our society and women experience the consequences of its agonizing manifestation. The feminization of poverty, gender-based violence, and femicide, the hidden exclusion of women from position of power and authority are all manifestation and consequences of patriarchy we need to consciously uproot this evil monster from our society. The ANC will continue to effectively create and implement socio-economic policies that empower women to fully realize their potential. Research has proven that the empowerment of women contributes enormously to the economy and to the welfare of our society. It is therefore imperative that we put all systematic conditions that will empower our women in our society. Honorable members, the ANC government has made strides in 26 years since 1994 Mm -hmm that have given millions of women and girls adequate access to education and equal opportunities, basic reproductive health care services, and to feel more secure wherever they are. But more still needs to be done to ensure that even women in the deep rural areas can also enjoy these benefits of our democracy. Honorable chair. Women are still not safe in many of our communities. They continue to be battered and abused in their homes and neighborhoods. This must just end. Gender-based violence and femicide cripple communities and must must concern each and every one of us. Combating gender-based violence and femicide can never be government-only initiative. It requires the unity of each and every one of our society. It requires the unity of each and everyone in our society. It calls for each and everyone to play part in uprooting these demonic deeds. We call for women, for men to include themselves and join the fight against gender-based violence and start to do everything in their power to protect women and girls while the covid-19 pandemic threatens the well-being and lives of all human beings the most impact of this disease and their responses to pandemic are potentially felt by the most vulnerable particularly women girls and people with disability the department of women youth, and persons with disability, is working with various stakeholders on intervention to help mitigate the negative impacts of this pandemic for women, girls, and persons with disability. This includes ensuring that sectoral responses take into account negative impacts on these vulnerable people, especially those in rural areas. The committee called upon the Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disability to monitor and work with all departments to ensure that women, girls, and persons with disability enjoy the fruits of heart and democracy. The fight to respond to COVID-19 pandemic required government to reduce spending on certain programs. The adjustment budget had regressively implicate, implication on the department due to COVID-19 and owing to the lockdown and restriction. Certain physical engagement and programs that would have required mass gatherings have been postponed. Affected programs from the Commission for Gender Equity includes stakeholder engagement public education campaigns and gender mainstreaming. However, noting that women, children and LGBTQIA plus persons are most likely to experience abuse. And considering that the magnitude of the problem, government has endorsed the establishment of gender-based violence and femicide strategic plan. The plan provides a multi-sectoral coherent strategic policy and programming framework to ensure a coordinated national response to the crisis of gender-based violence. Chairperson, the ANC is satisfied that government continues to ensure that gender-based violence victims have adequate support structures. This includes the setting aside of gender-based violence, survivor shelters that also accommodate LGBTQIA persons, hiring of 650 additional social workers to, off- to offer psychosocial support at tutuzela centers and setting aside funds to address toxic Masculinity, beliefs, and attitudes that lead to gender-based violence. The Commission of Gender Equality will proceed with advocacy, legal clinics utilizing platforms such as community radio stations and government communications and information system. The Commission will also continue to use host visual meetings for stakeholders' engagement. Through the use of virtual platforms, the commission is also committed to attain gender mainstreaming in all sectors of our society. Each of its provincial offices will be working with two municipalities to assess their integrated development plans in in terms of gender mainstreaming. The ANC government will continue to advance legislation, policies, and initiatives that creates an enabling environment for eliminating gender inequalities. As I conclude, Chairperson, I have to express that it was completely outstanding. outstanding the manner in which the city of Cape Town law, offic- law officials dragged a naked man out of his dwelling. Such a degrading, humiliating, and violent acts that violate human dignity should never be tolerated in our democracy. The ANC government is adamant about the need to eradicate any forms of discrimination, inequality, sexism, and violence in our society. The ANC government is determined to make South Africa safe Protect Whoa, all who live in this country and end any forms of oppression. Most importantly, women, children, and LGBTQIA+ persons, and persons with disabilities deserve a life of dignity, free from all forms of violence. Chairperson, I'm just very sad, and I'm just amazed when other uh, honorable members, especially from the opposition, who are rejecting this budget, how do they uh, think the department is going to do their mandate, carry out their mandate, if we don't uh, uh, appropriate this budget and adopt it? It is very much annoying and really very saddening if we hear Honorable members talking about this department. It's not the department that is going to uh, create job opportunities, but this department, its mandate is to ensure that it advocates and monitor other departments to ensure that people with disability, women and youth, are given the benefits that belongs to them. People with disability, are getting employed in their different departments. And if we are saying this de- uh, budget must not be uh, approved, then what is the department going to do? 10% is just a pity because some of these honorable members, when we are in the committee, they always they are the first people who agrees to say the department is working tirelessly to ensure that women are safe in this country. So, the ANC supports this
2: budget.
3: Mm-hmm. I thank you, Che. Mm-hmm.
11: Thank you, is. My name is. My name is. My in the presidency for women, youth and persons with disabilities, Minister, do note that there is one minute added to your time uh, that has been saved from the DM's time. Minister, mm-hmm. you can take the platform.
3: Uh, thank
11: you very much
3: honorable members that I most of the time get an opportunity to listen to in the meeting of the portfolio committee. One, let's say South Africa has 50% of females in the cabinet in this administration. Two, cabinet has just approved just another DG, new, brand new director general advocate who is going to head the department of women uh, youth and uh, people living with uh, disabilities so we are also looking at matters well. of parity. We do not run departments yes, we advocate for parity. We advocate for gender budgeting in all all, all the departments. That's why we have been given the mandate to write to the ministers who have to respond to us as to what is happening in their respective uh, departments. So there's nothing uh, at the department. I've known uh, uh, Honorable Shaikh for a while in the Portfolio Committee True. What uh, exactly. honorable, uh, exactly. have just said now,
11: all uh, the honorable members, can you? Can you come to her, please?
3: In she all the really is very, very understanding of what's going on in South Africa. So I now know that there's a Sharif inside parliament like this, and the one where, where reality is dawning, but. That's politics. I think we should say it's okay. Uh, Honorable Shaikh, we really cannot agree with you more on matters of gender based violence. Uh, that gender based violence and femicide needs the totality of, soci- of, of, of society, not just a singular department or just the justice uh, 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 and security cluster, but all of us. Whereas when the whole of June, as I said earlier on, almost 31 women who were killed by their loved ones were in bedrooms. So I don't know if, even if we have an IMC, we would have instructed the minister, tell that, next to every bedroom. There must be a policeman uh, peeping and listening that Minister. nothing goes wrong in that bedroom. Again, the rights of South Africans would be would, would come into question <inaudible> <inaudible> the, uh, through the IMC. But the person should sensitive on the gender basis. Just just what saying All has been through uh, the Parliament three bills. One looking at I'm talking about honourable Lamula, through the IMC one. the one. issue of parole. Remember there was a call by the UN that. Uh, with the stampede that, uh, of, Minister uh, uh, during COVID, when is, COVID started, uh, a problem people of, uh, would but not would have join the enough meeting. spacing and a lot of people will die if they don't get uh, paroled. Clever Honorable Minister Lamola worked with us and one of the result is that he put was let those who want to come out first and who have not uh, uh, Condition number one was that those who get parole would be not uh, people who have uh, committed heinous yeah. crimes. Two, those who have not touched women. Three, they should be able or ready to share their uh, DNA. Very few uh, drag the feedback on issues of DNA because DNA, maybe you've, through your friend, have hidden that you've done something wrong and, you know, You've managed not to to, that, uh, to put things on record straight and then you can get parole. But through DNA, a lot of them were reluctant and law takes its good course. There's no stampede in, uh, in our uh, uh, correctional services. Uh, things are still going the way they should. Those who should be punished are punished. Those who do wrong things to women are also getting attended to. Then other law or laws are around the stop order because it was very easy to place the, the, the law the, the, for a woman to get uh, manhandled and then on Monday, sit out, sit out, and then uh, the case gets canceled. That also has had, had received attention. On the very painful issue, which I want to end up with, uh, Chair, of people with disabilities, they are our children, they are our cousins, they are our husbands, wives, relatives. They are part of the society. They are not the children of Maite or of the Department of People with Disabilities. They do not wake up every morning asking for for help, but for support. Like the issues I raised earlier on, they need to be acknowledged, as I said, as another form of diversity that God wanted to show that he can also provide this, but they can think, they can get uh, I a, a department yes, I and they are very good civil servants when employed. So I am calling through this sitting. Other minister, uh, yeah, minister. Yeah, up.
13: I've, I've, I've got a hole
11: in my head Honour Honour now after minister, listening to that. Your time is
13: <I> An officer.
7: Okay, we can't
11: uh, hear you. And the minister. Education the not that concludes the debate and the business.
3: Ana, <laughs> Ana. <laughs>